Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Sit With It podcast. I'm Hannah, and let's sit with it. I'm really excited for this week's episode. I figured in the spirit of New Year's and everything surrounding this pandemic, it's it's time to bring 2020 home. And what better way than sitting with a person that is a dear friend, mentor, and confidant of mine, someone who basically held my hand during a huge personal life um, journey of mine and change. I'd like to present to you a woman who's completed her master's degree um, at the Silberman School of Social Work at Hunter College. And she also happens to be the assistant director of clinical services at the Center of Anxiety in Manhattan, in addition to just starting her own private practice during the pandemic. I really feel that this episode will just be scratching the surface of what I hope will continue to be a wonderful conversation surrounding mental health, therapy, mindfulness, and the importance of being holistic human beings. My friends, I'm really excited to introduce you to Eliza Shapiro. Eliza provides evidence-based cognitive and dialectic behavioral therapy, and her techniques include exposure, mindfulness, emotion regulation, distress tolerance, and so much strength-based approaches. She's super dedicated and an empathetic human being that I know it translates in her work as well. So without further ado, it's time for us to be sitting with therapy and change. All right, Eliza. Okay. Hi, Hannah. Hi. I'm really excited about this episode, and I think there's like a lot um, to say you're new to like the bless up dress up community you've never seen my instagram before hey what's up um but if you've been a part of the journey you've definitely heard about a mentor in front of mine Aliza, who took me to h&m for the first time <laughs> in forever 21 and made me see the world so differently through modest eyes i still have those pieces in my closet fyi oh my gosh and one of the best days ever literally so much fun we (laughs) have it again please god just you know maybe online shopping at this point right Um, that's it when the world goes back to normal we're definitely gonna hit up midtown again oh my gosh yes or you'll just come back you know to miami visit your fam and we'll do it i'll be there soon (laughs) exactly um wow so this has been i think a podcast an episode that has been much needed at least like for myself and my own processing Um, But even just like people have been talking to me, the idea of, I think, therapy becoming more of this like societal shift where we can talk about it. Like I I do go to therapy. Like it's not something that you need to shy away from or be embarrassed about. That stigma is kind of gone, which like I'm really excited about. How does it feel? definitely moving in the right direction, 100%. Yeah, like what have you noticed from your side of, I guess, like the table? It's so crazy because even like 10 years ago, I would say that the stigma was so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And we, I agree with you. Like we really are making progress and we're moving in the right direction for sure. And I think it's just becoming like part of like holistic wellness. Like we're whole people. 
Our emotions are a part of us. So many of us have never learned how to deal with them, even though we were like born with them. And like, we learn math, we learn science, we learn history, but like nobody teaches you how to handle like a really intense emotion or a really big crisis. So I think it's just becoming more normal to say like, yeah, like I'm, I'm in therapy or, you know, I work with my therapist and she's cool and it's like not a big deal. And I think people like respect it a lot more and it's just part of like our language and our culture, which I obviously love and I'm a big yeah. fan of. And for anyone who doesn't know who I'm sitting with, this is Aliza Shapiro. Aliza, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? She's got some really nice letters next to her name. Now, listen, I'm not going to pretend to tell you that I know what all of them mean, but you can fill us in on that because your credentials are another level. Um, yeah. Oh, you're such a sweetheart. Okay. So I'm a therapist. I have been practicing in the city for... Um, a while now, a couple years now. Um, I work at a group practice, sort of, I guess, called the Center for Anxiety. And I also have a private Dr. practice. Ross Shout out to Dr. Ross Marin. David Ross Marin. Yeah, he's the bomb. Um, and my boss. Um, so I work there. <laughs> and I also have my own practice here in the city. Um, and I work primarily with individuals um, who are struggling with anxiety, OCD, depression, mood disorders, and just general life transitions and just trying to like figure things out. Um, yeah, that's a bit about me and what I do. Amazing. Anything else that I'm I mean, you're just amazing, but that's like a whole other (laughs) conversation. Everyone, you should really check out um, Therapist and NYC on Instagram because the mindfulness that um, Aliza kind of just spreads just even through social media, you get a, like, you get a taste of what um, her skill set has to offer. And I could say that from like a friend, like level, I get like, just the benefit of what you've been doing and what you've been practicing, just even from our like, you know, social interactions. And I think that even more so, especially in retrospect with my own journey with spirituality and how I've integrated Judaism in my life, that backgrounds that you've had in therapy has been such like a game changer for me. Um, And even just like who you are as a person, like what you stand by your values, it's been definitely a compass for my own journey. And I think that's something I, I think we should bring to the table um, for this, this episode of Sit With It. The idea of just going through a transformation, like, you know, something pivotal is happening in your life. You graduate college, you're starting your first job, you decide to become religious, <laughs> you know, right. name, name <laughs> literally like name your yeah. whatever you want to call it. Um, what, like, how do you tackle that? That's such a good question. Honestly, Hannah, what I love about our friendship is that I've seen you through so many oh my stages in your journey. Whatever it is, whatever it was and whatever it will be, I feel like you're always a person who's growing and striving to like reach a deeper place of just like all around growth, which I think is like integral and very much in line with like yeah, what I think we could talk about tonight. Um, But yeah, I've definitely seen you through a lot of stages. And I think that obviously there are like the very like over changes, like, okay, I grew up secular now I'm choosing to be religious. And that's like, obviously a very major life change. But I think people go through life changes, like on the reg, you know, like people are really changing all the time, going through transitions all the time. And yeah, some of them are more intensive and like more external and like everybody can see it and everybody knows it but then people are changing in little ways all the time too. So I think this is a conversation 
for people who have either like made it some sort of religious journey, or like you were saying before, any real journey that you're breaking away from an old pattern and trying to learn a new one. I think this is like a good, healthy conversation for. Yeah, that line really resonated, like breaking through an old pattern. Like that's the type of work that people don't necessarily get you know, the credit for. It's behind the scenes. It's not something like social media can give you a like on. It's, it's really like about you and yourself. Yeah, that's so true, Hannah. And that's honestly like, if I had to sum up the work that I do with people, that's it. Doing the behind the scenes work to help you reach and become the person that you're trying to be in the small, tiny ways with your habits and with your behaviors and with thoughts, you know, and with your own value system. And as a person who became like more observant in your life, like I'm sure there are a million little habits and changes that you've had to make. Oh yeah. Just like from the top of my head, like saying a blessing, a bracha before I eat certain Mm -hmm. things and Mm -hmm. doing it in a way that like people don't question it. I remember people be like, are you whispering to your food? (laughs) Oh, and you know I just like, like but yeah 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 I'm about to just like whisper to my food just like pause for a second right and you just like make not that that you make fun of it not to undermine what you're doing but depending on who you're speaking with like you know your audience you know how to reach them if it's the type of person who you know wants that you know understanding and deeper meaning of something sure bring that mindfulness into it, it doesn't even have to be right. about religion and if it's someone right. who's just like, you know what, I'm not going to go there. Just I'll be your cookie right. friend. It's totally right. Yeah. It's fine. I um, talk to my It's not a big deal. All yeah. the cool kids are doing it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I, I think that just like the little moments add up, right? Like making sure that you don't, it's not necessarily like erring in a pattern, but I think like something for me, well, there was like a time where I used to have nightmares when I started dressing more modestly that like I walked out of the house in like shorts or pants and I'd be like, oh my gosh, wait, I'm not in a skirt. Those definitely, like I had them for months, um, which like now I crack up about. I'm like, oh my gosh, you, like you thought you were going to leave the house without a skirt on. But those were things that I really like, it wasn't automatic to like get dressed in the morning, wear a skirt or like, you know, um, like covered to wherever I was holding, like whether it was like a collarbone long sleeve, you name it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like the cat. It it just had to be thought out. And there's so many different things also, I think like more internal, like within my dote, if we want to go into that, like your character traits, um, things that I've, you know, noticed that like, aren't serving me anymore. That's like my line. This is no longer serving me. Right. Um, No, that's a really good one. Right. Cause then you're not necessarily belittling that like, okay, maybe this helped me in the past. Right. But like, it's not where I'm at anymore, which I think brings me to something I'm so curious about because I definitely had a period of time where like I struggled to integrate my past with like who I am was becoming and who I wanted to be, especially in like the religious scope. But I think in general, it's sometimes hard to like accept who you are, like, and accept that that does incorporate this part of you that's in the past right yeah of course that's such a big part of this whole journey and a big part of like any transition there's like so much I want to say Hannah you and I always say this that like we have like hours worth of like awesome things to talk about um but I think you're absolutely right that becoming is a big part of recognizing which parts of your your past are still serving you and are still a part of you as like a holistic human being and which parts aren't serving you anymore Um, and then nothing about change is black and white. There really is no black and white. And it's just not like an all or nothing thing. Like 
now I'm religious and therefore my past isn't a part of me, right? Or now I'm, you know, I'm in this new relationship and therefore my old friends are no longer relevant. Like life doesn't work like that. And if we get extreme in any way, it's just not helpful, right? And it's not real or true. We have a skill in DBT, which is dialectical behavior therapy. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan. Um, and the skill is called walking the middle path. And it basically kind of teaches us how to integrate like the different areas of our life and the different like facets of change um, as we start becoming, right? And as we start changing, as we're growing, and that's definitely sounds like what you're talking about, like learning how to walk the middle path yeah. as you make these transitions. I love that. I think that's like the idea of balance really, right? Like you can't exist unless like the two sides are leveled and yeah. how do you get to that place? I think it's confronting those things. Um, and it's sometimes really uncomfortable. Like we should just probably make that disclaimer. Super yeah. uncomfortable. No, we're making it sound like all pretty and like you put it in a little box and you wrap no. it with a bow and then there's like um a cupcake on top. Like, no, this is like not the easy work that we're like making it out to be. This is really, really hard. I, I wouldn't even, I mean, I guess for everybody it's a little bit different, but I think for a lot of people, this is way harder this is than so the work scary. of it's definitely like putting on a, you yeah. know. I think also- it's, it's, how do you, mm -hmm. how do you find someone to like, like to go through this experience with, right? Like I've definitely had my trial and errors of like quote unquote therapists yeah. or coaches yeah. until like I found yeah. what worked or didn't work in a different time in my life. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think that's also a balance, you know, and mm -hmm. it's very much like finding, it's twofold, right? One side is finding a mentor that you can really trust and or a therapist that you can really trust and that you see balance in their life you know and you can look at them and feel balanced when you're around them yeah. and then the second thing is actually like taking ownership of your own choices and making sure you're not doing things for other people but doing it for yourself because it makes sense for you where you're at in your life yeah right and like that's the twofold thing it's really easy to kind of like completely just like shun everybody in the world and say, I'm going to live my life and figure it out on my own. That doesn't really work, right? We need, we need mentorship. We need advice. But we also need the flip side where we can say, hey, I, I have to trust my own self too. And I can't just put, you know, I can't just rely some, solely on somebody else to make my life decisions for me if it doesn't make sense for me where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, that's so true. It's like, you have to kind of take that knowledge, but then like trust your gut also, like let the knowledge and your gut kind of like guide you in a sense, but also noting like where you're being influenced and like if it's from a certain place of fear or you're coming from like, well, this is more convenient, aka like I'm just going to keep doing the same patterns that I've known because a neuroplasticity, which I've become like, like learned-ish on, which is super fascinating. If no one knows what this is about, I'll go into a tangent on stories. Right. You know, that's like, Right. We're gonna have to like do a part twenty. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to talk another time. No, that's literally what I did my research on in grad school. Neuroplasticity, meditation, and the treatment of depression. Don't get me started. Like we, that could be for another time. <laughs> wow, I think I just like I don't know. I just like my cross just became so much stronger. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, 
I think also during yeah. this pandemic, a lot of people have been telling me, okay, like, okay, fine. Like, let's be open to therapy, but it's expensive. And <laughs> I'm on unemployment and this and that, which are, are valid reasons to maybe have that like hesitation. But I know from my own personal experience and speaking to you, like, this is your livelihood. This is what you vouched your life on. Um, it's worth every penny. But are there any resources or tools that you could suggest maybe to anyone who's listening that might not be ready to make that commitment um, testing the waters, like what can they do to start? Ooh, that's a great question. First of all, look for therapy providers that are in network in your insurance and see if your insurance provides. You might be pleasantly surprised. That's number one. Um, number two, oh, what other resources? I mean, I'm a big reader, so I love. Yeah, I have my uh, Aliza like, book. Good books. Um, but what I would say about reading is to read one book at a time, read it really slowly and make sure you integrate it fully into your life before you pick up the next one. They say about inspiration, what should you, what should be the first thing you do after you watch like an inspirational thing? Like not watch another inspirational thing, right? When you like find like clickbait on like YouTube or whatever, and you're like, oh, that was amazing. And then you just click, click the next one. Like, no, that, that fire just died. Right. And what you really are supposed to do with inspiration or with any sort of like, you know, wake up call is to do something about it practically in your own life. So if there is a book that you connect with or that you really relate to or that you really think could help you, then spend a lot of time on it and don't just kind of jump to the next one, but really try to make it your own before you move on. That would be my advice. I love that. Literally, I'm going to go put quotes all up around my room about this <laughs> because it's so true. Like you can have like that flicker of inspiration, but like, how do you make sure that like the fire doesn't burn out? You have to attach an action to it, right? Like you got it. That's exactly it's, right. Oh my gosh. And then that action, like it leads to like future ones. And then boom, you have like this new <laughs> neuro pathway dedicated to a healthy habit. Exactly. Exactly. Amazing. So I think, I mean, I literally, guys, I'm sitting here and I'm just like a million questions are going through my mind. <laughs> like I have to ask Lisa everything, but we got many more time to talk for sure. We'll have to do this again. I, I'm curious from your perspective over the years and as like you've matured as a therapist and you've just, I guess, become more seasoned at your work. What is something that you found to be constant or something that's, you know, I guess, developed in a sense, whether it's a specific area that you work in. I know like you work with anxiety, depression, or it's maybe an age demographic or um, something situational. Have you seen something, or if you can pinpoint one thing that you've just seen kind of progress over time um, or stay constant that's like really been kind of like bewildering for you in mm. your position as a therapist? Such a good question, Hannah. So in terms of like demographic and the people that I work with, I work with primarily like 20s and 30s and some 40s. Um, I work less so with, with kids, but primarily like 20s and 30s is like the age group that I work with the most. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, a lot of anxiety, panic disorder, OCD, other anxiety and related disorders. Um, and I think that kind of like one theme that I've noticed a lot that is just so prevalent in a lot of people's lives and honestly also my own is this really real struggle with like accepting uncertainty mm. um, and being willing to just kind of go with the flow especially in the areas of life that we don't have control over 
And I honestly think that the people that are able to integrate this part of life into their everyday actions and just like in response to their everyday emotions and thoughts, those are the people that end up feeling like the happiest and the most free. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of like I've seen a pattern of anxiety stemming from like, ah, uncertainty is really hard for me, but also the flip side, like people who really learn to become comfortable with uncertainty mm-hmm. end up having this like very freeing life, which is really cool. Um, so that's just something interesting that I've noticed. I don't know if that's, you know, relevant to your life or your listeners' lives, but to me, that's just, something that, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's that like idea of like, once you let go you can actually be like a participant in your life rather than like the one holding the reins because like whatever like you believe in, whether it's God, Hashem, universe, something cosmic, name it. There's something clearly like shuffling the cards and we just have to like make sure we're doing what we need to do in every moment and showing up as like the best version of ourselves. And then I feel like you can go to sleep at night with like no regrets. Like, yeah. Like, I feel okay. I did what I had to do today. I put my effort in. Great. Mm-hmm. What more could mm-hmm. I have done, right? But like, it's not that simple. It's really not. <laughs> it's. Yeah, it, it's really like, it's really not. And I honestly learned this from a guy who, honestly, like it was years ago, way before I was even in like grad school. One of my good friend's brothers who wasn't religious really had so many struggles, was an addict, like was in and out of AI. And we can end with this story maybe. Um, Really just like struggling with so many things in his life. And we were in LA and we were at the beach. And I don't even remember exactly how we got into this conversation, but it's me. So like, obviously, and (laughs) we're standing there and this really huge wave like comes like over us. Oh my gosh. What's that? I said the imagery. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's just like, see, we really don't have control. And I'm like, wow, this is coming from somebody who does struggle with mental health, struggles with addiction, does not believe in a higher power, you know, in terms of like any religious, you know, specification. And he's like, he's like, he's schooling me. And he's telling me there's, of course, there's a higher being out there. Like, you're not stronger than that wave. You don't have control. And when I heard that, it just like really stuck with me. And honestly, like I'd go back to this story a lot. Um, And that was just like a big, that was like one of my moments of inspiration that I've had to like really hold on to. And it's, it's very freeing in a way, you know? Absolutely. Wow. I like, I just want to like end off and like screen zoom into like a wave right now. (laughs) I could do that for you guys. (laughs) Virtually in your head, you could do that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just everyone going to meditative stance right now because that's where I'm going to. But (laughs) Aliza, this was such an amazing introduction for what I hope will be future conversations. Um, to anyone listening, be sure to, you know, follow us on Instagram, interact with us, write to us if you have any questions. Aliza is here to answer them. She's super, you know, involved on Instagram with all of her followers. And we're just excited to see where this conversation leads. So I'm so grateful, Aliza. But before we get off on, you know, a really good foot, Um, I just want to end with a practice that I've always done with my guests. It's to finally sit with something that's been on your mind. It can be something pertaining to this episode. It can be something that just happened or even a thought that just popped into your head. But if we could create some space for us to just sit with it together and you can verbalize whatever that is, we don't have to go into it, but let's just sit with it.
Okay, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there is one thing that has been coming up for me. Um, I've been like really consistent with my meditation this Corona <laughs> and the last like in this Corona, yeah. Um, and in the last like month or two, I've really like fallen off the bandwagon. Um, which I've noticed like a significant shift in my own psyche, just not meditating every day. And today I actually like made a new commitment to like start it again. And I started my meditation again. So I'm really excited about that. Um, so it's kind of one of those like full circle things. Like I noticed for like a couple of months, just like feeling like a little bit off, not having it. And then I finally made the commitment today to try. So I guess this is my proclamation. I really have to stand up to it now that I'm like putting it on your podcast. Um, that's something we're that holding you accountable and we're cheering with you. Yeah. And I've definitely seen that feeling of like, wow, I'm like in the motion and like, I have this really good groove and then you slip up because it's life. And then you have to start yeah. that whole habit again. And it's a little frustrating. You're like, wait, this was so much easier than before. Or like that, it was easier to do it before. And now I'm like, it's not as easy to concentrate, but you got this. We're here for you. We're on Team Alita just cheering you <laughs> on. And we're so grateful for you. And thank you for making space for that. And thank you Correct. for sitting with it. Okay, this was amazing, Hannah. I'm so glad we got to do this and we will do it again soon, hopefully. Bye, okay. guys. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>